Oh, we're gonna have fun with that thumbnail. Maybe slide it in. We gonna get a little bit like I did, dragon, my good. God. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Split Screen Media Podcast. This is episode thirty, which that's a pretty big deal. It's a big milestone. Uh, with us, as always, is my lovely co-host Chris Blankenship. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. And uh, with us again for like the bajillionth time is Joey Baden. Thank you for being on the show. Of course. I think I'm just honorary co-host at this point. <laughs> you pretty much are. You've been on enough times to warrant that title. <laughs> so we have a lot to talk about today. Um, first thing I want to discuss, which is what I always love to discuss, is Pokemon. Um, <laughs> Pokemon, the, I think it was the Pokemon Company that released this game, right? Yeah, it's like uh, Pokemon Company, Nintendo... Game they, Freak. They're, they're all credited. I know Tencent is the publisher, which is like the Chinese mobile uh, mobile game company. Either way, there is now a Pokemon MOBA, which is a multiplayer online battle arena game for the layman. Uh, it's called Pokemon Unite on the Switch, and it's gotten a lot of buzz recently. I think way more people are playing it than they thought were going to play it, including us. Um, there's a lot of controversy surrounding it, but I kind of want to hear from you guys, like just your general thoughts on the game, like what you think, uh, just what you think about it. I enjoy it. Uh, I've played, I don't know, maybe like 10, 15 matches. Not a lot, but like enough to like get my feet wet. Um, I enjoy it a lot. It's not my favorite MOBA, like the style of it, and I can get into that later of why I think that. Um, but I still think it's a solid game, especially since it's free. And we'll get into like the whole price and microtransactions and stuff, I'm sure. But uh, for what like what you get out of it, I think it's it's a pretty good game. It's a little it's a little bit of fun. Yeah, I definitely agree. I've been having a lot of fun with it. I haven't really played a MOBA since uh, like Smite back on like the PC and uh, or on uh, Xbox. And um, uh, it was, it's kind of fun playing it again, and it's fun playing with the group and stuff like that. Definitely a lot more fun playing with friends than it is playing alone with it, uh, as most of those online games are. Um, but yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it as well. Um, just kind of getting into it. And uh, Connor, I love the way you described it as like like a, the kids like my first MOBA or whatever. Like it's <laughs> like it's like a kid's version of one. But um, I really like that, and I really love the. Um, the graphics in it, and that's a weird thing to kind of compliment on a MOBA because it's not the main thing. But I just, I love that Pokemon is finally trying to do something different, and um, they're doing something different. And uh, it's cool to see. Like I think they actually showed it a little bit in the opening trailer where they show like the they they switch to like the different style of art basically before the game starts, which is really cool. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I think I think what I called I was like baby's first MOBA or something yeah. like that, um, which isn't an insult at all. I actually think it's going to get a lot more people into that type of genre, including myself, because I don't like MOBAs generally. Um, the only like I've played, I played a little bit of Dota a long time ago, and then I played Smite, and neither of those I really enjoyed that much. Um, although going back, I might, I might. Pick I, up Smite again, give it a try. I but really I like really, Smite. Maybe we can just discuss. What? Yeah, I said I really like Smite. Maybe we can just debate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and go. You know, again, I I didn't really have enough like experience or information to really give like an a, an official review of Smite or anything. <laughs> um, just my initial impressions. I didn't love it, but this is I think a lot more simple. So for anyone who's like 
maybe a little bit nervous or you know you don't you feel like you're not going to be skilled enough to jump right into smite or dota 2 or whatever um this is definitely a good stepping stone to that i think for sure um but yeah re- regarding the controversy of this game um as i believe critical called it the most pay to win game ever made <laughs> uh which is pretty clear once you hop in um so Basically, what you're allowed to do is you if you play the game enough, you can earn upgrades for items. Um, I know they did this with Battlefront 2 where they were like, oh, we'll calculate how long it takes you to unlock everything. And for that game, it was like a thousand hours or something. Like that's how, that's how long you have to play it to unlock all of it. They haven't done that with Pokemon Unite yet, but it is a, it does take a long time to level up your stuff if you decide not to pay for it. Um, and you can immediately jump in and you know, spend $200 and then upgrade all the items you need off the bat, and it gives you a massive advantage uh, over people who haven't. It's not like, oh, a little bit of a bump or a cosmetic thing. Like, it is a huge difference to gameplay. Mm-hmm. Those item enhancers really should not have been able to be bought. Like, that really should have been an earned currency type thing. And even then, like, it's not a super great thing to have as somebody just played the game more just gets to be better at it than a new person it's a really good way to um make new people not want to play the game <laughs> if yeah, they, they start the game they won they jump in and they get immediately murdered by somebody that's either uh pay to win or they have played a lot and they've earned the same amount of stuff as the pay to win people and they're like all right well this game sucks i can't do anything yeah like, no it's <laughs> It's funny because I, I I agree with you, and I don't think they should ever have that feature in games where you can equip things, like in online games at least, where you can equip things to certain characters to make them better, to improve their stats. Yeah, For something that you're be, playing... Always be cosmetic. Always be cosmetic. Always be cosmetic. I totally agree. And it seems like companies keep having to relearn this. Um, Battlefront 2, which I mentioned earlier, is the perfect example of that. Um... Like, Overwatch knocked it out of the park first try. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why that model just isn't adapted over and over again. Because their cosmetics, or their uh, loot boxes are purely cosmetic. So they don't affect gameplay at all. And mm-hmm. this is, like, the polar opposite of that. And they still make a bunch of money. Like, people still will buy, like, a bunch of loot boxes and stuff like that. Because the game is so great that they're like, yeah, I want to get this skin for my favorite character. And uh, they do a really great job of that. <laughs> And can you imagine how much they'd make on the cosmetics for Pokemon? I mean, yeah, like and they have that in uh, in Pokemon Unite. Like they have a couple of uh, like the Snorlax outfits and stuff like that. So it's not like they don't have a cosmetics in there too that you could buy. But just they also put in stuff that changes core gameplay mechanics, which is like you said, definitely a, a no-no that a lot of companies need to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're still they're still trying to figure that one out i guess but like i mean even if they got more specific with the cosmetics too like whenever squirtle gets released in the game like you do a squirtle squad one where he's got the sunglasses Mm. or like you do a mewtwo one where he's got the crazy armor on from the movie Mm. there's a ton of stuff there's like you know limitless possibilities when it comes to the cosmetics so if they focused more on that and then they you know patch up the game to where it's not as pay to win i think it'll be even more fun for sure, and even then, like even as it is right now, I'm having fun with it. Uh, it does suck, at, like when we're playing against somebody, and we're like, oh, okay, well that person clearly bought some stuff because of how much damage they did this early on. Like you can kind of tell who's got the uh, mummy's credit card and who's uh, who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, this game needs to be patched for sure. Not even counting like 
all the items you can add, just talking about like the base characters. Like some of the characters are really, really terrible and the the ones that are good are like way overpowered. Right. I think they yeah, I think they need to make the, the overpowered characters harder to play. That way there's a skill. Like if your skill is high enough, you can really dominate with those better players. This is what they have like uh, uh, Absol, I believe. Uh, if you look at Absol in the store, it says it's it's like expert level play. It's a really good character, but it's really tough to play because you kind of get in, you do a crit, and then you get out. It's the the basic mechanic of it, but it's a little harder to be able to get used to. Whereas uh, Zororia is run in, spam buttons, and leave, and it's a lot easier for people to do. <laughs> yeah, and it's the best character, and it's yeah really strong. <laughs> that really all the speedsters, but. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of broken elements in this game, but it does beg the question about whether this game will maybe change the future of Pokemon as a whole, um, gameplay wise. So I'm wondering if maybe in some of the future, like I know Pokemon Arceus is going to have a more open world feel to it, but the combat looks pretty similar. Um, but I'm wondering in maybe you know the next five ten years of Pokemon, if we get stuff that's more um, it's not as turn-based action, but it's like just spamming attacks like this game is. Right. Um, I wonder if we'll see that change. I kind of... I hope that they keep the turn-based thing going, at least for the base games. Um, but, I, I, but I also want to see... Like, like, I think you're right that RCS seems to be kind of more like hack and slash. And I think it'd be really fun to see that mechanic played out. But I hope that that doesn't take over the main game. As much as I complain about them using the same formula over and over again... Um, if it wouldn't feel like a Pokemon, like if they made whatever it's going to be, whatever the next, they're, it used to be freaking gems and colors. I don't know what they're going to do next. <laughs> the letters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think, I think really what they need to do is just turn Pokemon into XCOM. I think they just need you to have an arena. It's still turn-based, but you can actually move around the battlefield, select your attacks, depending on where you are elevation wise, that'll affect how much damage you do. Um, again, there's still types. You know, water is effective against fire, all that shit. But that's, I think, really the future of the series. Speaking of that, well, uh, yeah, you guys have seen, um, or ho- hopefully maybe seen, the Yakuza Last Dragon. Have you seen like, how the gameplay works with that? Mm. Where it's kind of, it's turn-based, but like fluid turn-based, for lack of better words, where like time kind of stops. But like when you go, like uh, you're in a uh, area and like if you go to like tackle somebody you've tackled them and now um you're you you move when you went to go do this attack and now people have to either turn to face you or they can't see you anymore because of your movement and uh it's still turn-based but it's like it feels a bit more quote-unquote realistic uh and i'd be really that'd be a really cool way for um pokemon to go i think yeah for sure chris it looked like you wanted to say something I was going to say, Connor, I saw you playing Mario and Rabbids, which is kind of like the XCOM style. Is that where you got the idea from? <laughs> well, that's that's honestly something... I mean, a little bit, yeah, definitely. But that's something that I've been wanting to see Pokemon do for a while, is have some more options other than just it being a rock-paper-scissors simulator. Because really, all it is is just they throw out something, you find the thing that's effective against that, you put that out there, and then you attack. It's just pressing A over and over again. And I'd like to see a little bit more strategy going forward. Um, I think Pokemon Go started out, you know, it, it's, it's on the right track for that kind of combat. Um, obviously, it wouldn't that wouldn't be okay in like a full-fledged triple-A game, but something like that. And I think a good compromise would be the XCOM style where 
you know, you get maybe two or three Pokemon out on the field, or you can do one-on-one battles, but they just each take their turn. They can move around. They can kind of strategize. There's things in the environment that can affect their statuses. So, like, maybe there's different biomes in an arena. So, like, you can run into the Frost one, and then if you have a Frost Pokemon or an Ice Pokemon, it'll do better attacks, you know? I mean, there's endless Hmm. possibilities for something like that. I was thinking, like, the classic video game barrel thing where, like, there Mm -hmm. might be a barrel of acid that'll poison you or... I don't know, a shock barrel that paralyzes you or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're on the ground and, like, at the end of both the turns, like, lava starts shooting up from the ground and it can hurt you, you know? Yeah. Ha- including, because Pokemon's always included the environment in the combat. Like, if you're in a desert area, it'll be like, oh, the storm is kicking up, and then, you know, some moves don't work as well. So they've always done it, but... Yeah, and some Pokemon have the moves that like is sandstorm is a move that like kicks up a sandstorm or mm. I- icy rain. I don't rain know. Yeah, yeah, heavy rain, something like that. Blizzard is maybe, but they always like they always have those kind of environment move sets that can boost your Pokemon. Like if you're, I think it's like if it's a uh, sandstorm, it boosts certain ground type Pokemon or something like that. So you can yeah. get like a small like stat boost based off of it. That'd I think cool. we need to go to Game Freak with our idea right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm, this, I think, you know, let alone, I think this is just a fun game in general, but it does excite me for, like, the future of Pokemon, what they're maybe going to do next. I do, um, I, I will say that it doesn't feel like a Pokemon game as much because it doesn't have the turn-based thing, and it does have, like, the open battle arena like where you can move around and stuff like that and also it doesn't have type effectiveness so like a grass type pokemon it does equal damage to every other type pokemon you know which is probably for the better because it's a five on five and you could really get destroyed in a lane on a certain matchup but (laughs) it would be impossible to balance that yeah there's no way so at least not until there's more options here because there's only like like 20 pokemon right now and uh I mean, there's like what three of them are electric, two of them are electric, I think. So yeah, like, uh, I think they could maybe do something with that eventually, but that wouldn't be until I think there's a lot more characters to choose from. I mean, we're about to get um, Gardevoir, Gardevoir, added, but um, that'll be the first fairy. I think so. I don't know. Is Eldegoss half fairy? She have a fairy type? I think she's grass. It's yeah. only grass. Yeah. I think just grass. Jigglypuff might be. I think they might have updated Jigglypuff to be. Oh, I think yeah. so, yeah. That's fairy now, I think. What uh, what Pokemon do you guys want to see added? As many as they want, really. Um, <laughs> do you have, like, I'd a, like to do you have a favorite? <laughs> I definitely, well, I definitely want to see more um, starters for each gen, like my boy Mudkip. <laughs> um, and then legendaries, I think, would be fun, too. I think... I want to see Metagross. So... I don't know if they'll do legendaries or... I mean, we'll see. Uh, They have Zapdos, which is like a pseudo-legendary, as like the the monster in the middle that you fight for a big ol' bonus. Yeah. Mm. If they don't add legendaries to the actual game, then I think they should at least have it randomize the Pokemon in the middle so it's not Zapdos every time. That would be cool. They might do that. There's going to be more maps, too. Uh, As you can see during the quick battles, they rotate through the three maps. Right now, they only have one map for, like, the 5v5, but that'll, of course, get updated, too. Yeah, they could do, like, a one-lane map with, like, Mewtwo in the middle or something like that. That'd be cool. 
Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of potential with this game. I just think are people still going to be playing it by the time all this new stuff comes out? I think it's definitely going to go down. Like with the Pokemon Go hype, like it's free. A lot of people got in on it because it's Pokemon, and then it kind of died down. Like as people as it kept going, I wonder if uh, if this will suffer the same fate. Yeah, probably quicker, I'd say, than Pokemon Go. Because Pokemon Go was such a phenomenon. Like, I mean, it it really... Like, this game, people who own a Switch are going to download it. But that game, it was like everyone who had a phone, which is everybody. Yeah. I was like, going to say, yeah. If you had a phone, you could play the game. Pokemon Go sometimes. <laughs> and that was... I mean, that was one of my favorite summers ever. Because it was just like walking around, meeting new people... It was the opposite of the COVID summer, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was the op- it was the exact opposite of the COVID summer. So you, the, you people out, be out in parks, and, uh, like, I imagine, like, the like the maintenance people for the park are like, why are people here right now? What are you guys doing? <laughs> why are you I outside? Mean, this, y'all didn't, didn't y'all stop when you got, like, video games? It's like, we're video gaming, but outside. But outside. I remember the day they did the Squirtle event. It was like the Squirtle Community Day where you could get Shiny Squirtle and Sunglasses Squirtle. And it was right by, there's a spot on the water right near where I live. It's kind of like a park, but it's by the water. And it was the most filled I've ever seen it. And I've I've seen concerts there. And it was the (laughs) most filled I've ever seen it there with just people trying to catch Squirtle. And it was like one of my favorite days just because it was so much fun, like, you know, running around and and I was with my brother that day, but we were like meeting up with people. And we met new people and we like joined groups and we fought a bunch of legendary Pokemon too. Like it was really fun. Yeah, I'm sad that people don't play that game anymore because it's still you know just as fun, if not better now. Yeah, they got battling and stuff added into it too, and the Team Rocket stuff, all that. Yeah, I don't know how they expect you to get legendaries anymore because no one's playing. So they're like. Oh well, this per- there's a new legendary here. I'm like, no one, no one touches this game. Like, I can't catch it. Yeah, Do you I, was need... like, I can't take on the five star raid by myself, but uh, I don't have any friends. That I was are gonna, gonna say, play with me. I haven't really played it that much, so I was like, do you need a lot of people to take down a legendary? For the yeah, so there's like there's different tiers for the raid, so it's it goes one to five stars, and for five stars, you probably need minimum like, depending on your level, like five people, like five Jeez. to eight. I, um, I imagine there's probably like at least a, a community because they added uh, what one thing they've added because of COVID I believe was the remote raid passes where you could join in from afar, um, and uh, I would imagine there's probably like Discord communities and stuff like that where some like hey there's a Mewtwo near me and they just pass a little Pokemon code out and anybody who gets in can go battle it so I imagine it's still pretty easy to do legendaries if you're part of that community but if you're not part of that community. And you're just walking around playing it. You're never gonna get the new legendaries like myself. Yeah, yeah. I know Dialga and Palkia are there right now because those new games are about to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, actually, this wasn't a planned topic, but it is something I kind of wanted to bring up with you guys. Um, did you see how much better the Gen Four remakes look in that new? It wasn't a new trailer for the the actual games, but it was during like the Switch OLED. Um, reveal trailer and they showed off new gameplay for it and essentially it was like the game looked entirely different from before Um, because I know everyone was complaining about the art style of that game they were complaining about how lazy it looks which it did it looked really bad Mm. Um, but the new version it's not perfect but it it's like night and day (laughs) compared to how it used to 
don't think I paid any attention to it. I was I'm too busy laughing at the OLED switch. But... I'm trying to find it. I don't... <laughs> it didn't look that much better in my opinion, but I'm trying to find it so I can like definitely compare. I sent it in the Discord. I don't know where I yeah, sent I'm it. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying but... to find it. I have no idea where it's at. Yeah. If you look at you probably type in on Google like Gen 4 remake graphics updates or something, but essentially the the color palette was a lot softer um before it was like really harsh greens and harsh browns and and this kind of looked more like a watercolor pastel thing. So Imagine, you know, I'm trying to think of a comparison. The only thing I could think of is that game Okami with the wolf that kind of had that sort of art style. But it looks a little bit more like that. The character models were more detailed. Um, it looked way better and actually made me feel like I want to get that game, especially if it has multiplayer with the underground stuff like we used to do, Joey. Oh, yeah. That would definitely make me want to buy it. Uh, so, uh, Chris, I just sent you the... Um... Uh, the, it's kind of like a before and after for each of the um, updates and stuff. Uh, I see. Actually, to be fair, the after looks a lot worse to me. That's what I. That's what I was thinking. It's like the after looks bad. <laughs> so uh, you can tell the the graphics are a little bit better, but it just it looks like fuzzy to me. I don't know. Is it? It looks like the the top is the. It should be the after. What the heck? That's, no, no, the I, top. So it, it looks more vibrant up top, but it's also like it's more pixelated and it it doesn't look it looks kind of like a PS2 graphics. Like the, you can see how the grass is separate from everything else. Like it looks like different things that they put in place, whereas the bottom one, even though it's a little more faded, it looks like one cohesive thing. They added depth of field. I don't know. You can tell like he's further away from the Pokemon and stuff like the backpack has a lot more detail. I remember. Yeah, I like the. Oh, I like that third one. In the, in the was it the or whatever it's his uh, clothing graphic changes. Uh, that backpack looks really cool. Oh yeah, they've added like a little handle and zippers and stuff. Yeah, and apparently they're they're changing up the overworld art style too because people hated like that little chibi. It looked like the My Sims figure when you're walking <laughs> around. Um, so apparently they're fast. changing that up too. I'll be honest. I I like. The before, I, 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 I think I, I'm kind of with you. I kind of like the before though. I think the vibrant looked a little bit better. I, you're right, it's a little bit more choppy, but I, like the other one just looks so bland. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's I, interesting. Wow, okay, it looks bad. I, think, like, it looked, I was like, update. <laughs> I couldn't call it a better of it. I think I did. Uh, whenever you put this in here, I think I like kind of shit on it. Like this, like see, that was interesting. I couldn't tell if you were shitting on it or if you or if it was like a serious <laughs> comment. No, I, I, I think I didn't uh, at that time, and definitely now, I don't think that the after is better. It almost looks, it just doesn't look as crisp to me. And yeah, like, the grass looks better, and like, the flowers look better, and, and there's more detail. But as far as like, what's more aesthetic to me, I, I gotta go with the more vibrant colors. I can just, like... It's almost like the colors kind of blend, like the 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 softness of the grass. Like I'm looking at the the grass in the hill. The softness of the of the grass, uh, kind of blends in the in the background with the brown of the hill in the after. Whereas in the before, it's uh like very distinctly different. I See, think that's interesting. I actually. 
I really like that. So this might just fall into a personal preference thing because I think the one on the bottom clearly took longer to do. like it, it, it's the more finished product but i think now it's just a preference thing for your art style taste because like i like the pastel washed out look because i think it'll run better on the switch overall and you can get kind of you know a more cartoonized style that looks better without it ha- looking like shit on the one above where like the grass is all pixelated and and choppy and stuff i was I'm not going to deny that there's more detail in the after, because there there definitely is more detail, and I think it is the art style. I'm looking at the uh, uh, the battle animation, and I'm looking at the grass, and I just prefer the like the sharper edges of the grass as to where if you look at the after, it's more cartoony, like very round shapes. Um, the wind is kind of the same, but. Yeah, for anyone watching, I mean, I probably have already thrown up a picture on screen, but yeah, mm-hmm. you'll see the the before. The before is going to be on top, and the after is going to be on the bottom. Um, I didn't know this was going to be so hotly debated. So yeah, if you're <laughs> watching this and you ha- like have feelings on this, like feel free to let us know which one you like better. For sure, I'm definitely an after guy, but it sounds like so you guys are even less excited now for the <laughs> for this game. I, if I'm 100% honest, I wasn't excited at all, and that probably hasn't changed at all, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I didn't... I wasn't really following this game, uh, the yeah. remakes. I don't have much intention of getting them. I, I don't know. See, that's interesting, because now that affects my excitement for this game, too, because one of the things I was excited about was assuming you guys were going to get it, and then we were all going to be able to do the base <laughs> multiplayer um, like the underground base system where you can like build your own secret shit. So maybe I won't get it either now. <laughs> if you guys aren't getting it, I, I might. If you're if you're gonna get it, I might get it. But um, I would say that there's there's not a lot of hype coming from me. <laughs> well, I'm definitely gonna get it because I'll have my brand new OLED Switch. <laughs> I caved everybody. I bought one. Ugh. Nice. Despicable. But I wanna I wanna defend myself. I don't have my own switch right now. So upgrading from nothing to this made more sense than getting the older version of the switch when I can pay fifty dollars more and get a better version. Yeah. I think it, that's fair. We, I think we, we came to that conclusion where it's not really an upgrade if you already own a switch, but if you uh if you need one and don't have one, it's it's probably the better model to go for. So yeah. No, if you have a Switch, do not buy this. It's a waste of money. But I don't have one, so... And there's a bunch of stuff like that and, you know, obviously Metroid Dread and the open-world Pokemon game that I want to be able to just have my own Switch for. Um, so this felt like, you know... I was like, I could pay 300 get the old model with the shittier battery, too, because it would be, like, the Gen 1 model because it's all they're selling right now. Um, or I could try and pre-order the new one and... Actually, I follow it. For anyone who doesn't follow Wario64 on Twitter or like check his stuff, his Twitter is amazing. All he does is post like video game deals and he posts stock updates. So, like, if you're trying to find something on sale or whatever, like, check his Twitter because he has like one of the best uh, uh, like pages on Twitter Hmm. online thing. And there weren't a lot of trailers that came out from that, there was like a couple here and there, but less than I thought, but one of them that came out was for the new Blade Runner animated series um, called Blade Runner Black Lotus. 
and it does not look good. It is, ooh, it is rough. <laughs> it's funny because all the comments were basically saying the same thing underneath the trailer, and sometimes that makes you feel better. Like you're like, oh, thank God, everyone else thinks this is shitty too. But have you guys like watched that trailer? I have. Uh, I I'm not really like super excited for the Blade Runner anime. I probably wasn't gonna watch it, but uh, I got tipped off to how bad the trailer was because it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna throw it up on screen right now. But for anyone who hasn't seen it, it looks a lot like. I, I don't know, like, the animation styles of, like, Jimmy Neutron and Barnyard from, like, the <laughs> 2005 era of Nickelodeon. It looks really bad. Not to mention, like, the art style is trash, but it seems to not understand what Blade Runner is. Yeah. Because the whole show is, like, or the whole, the, both of the movies are very, like, methodically paced, like, really slow burns. And it's not really about the action or the, you know, the shooting or the whatever. It's about world building. The whole thing is about like an atmosphere that's sort of that you dive into and sort of explore while you're watching. It's very much a, a passive experience. But this was like people were kicking katanas out of hands and like shooting each other. And while like this really shitty rock song played over it, I'm like this. They don't understand what this is at all. It looked more like a cyberpunk anime, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Just unfortunately not a comment. <laughs> or a compliment. Yeah. No, no, it's not. Which is also getting an anime, by the way. Yeah. Um, that's not coming out for a while, probably longer now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it it looked just like a cyberpunk type thing, but it didn't look like it was in the Blade Runner universe. Yeah, like um, I'll admit, I thought some of the fight scenes looked kind of cool. Like there was like when they were showing some of those, but it didn't seem like it was Blade Runner-y. <laughs> I know they had yeah. to kind of like make it a little bit. It, like I feel like an anime kind of has to be kind of exciting, has to have those cool fights and stuff like that. But at a certain point, if the if the medium doesn't match the setting, don't make the thing. <laughs> yeah, like I I don't know why you. This is especially disappointing to me because they had an animated. Blade Runner um, short for the the theatrical release of 2049. Like on the Blu-ray, it's called Blade Runner Blackout, and it's like a 15-minute video, and it's awesome. It's like this great 2D animated style. Um, it, it explains some of the events leading up to Blade Runner 2049 to give you context. Um, this, I don't know. I, they said it was like 2032 for this show or something. So. It was something like that, but it seems like she's a replicant and she's on the run. But there's other people that are helping her, but she's like killing a bunch of people. I it, I don't I have no fucking idea what they're trying to do with this. Yeah. But I don't I don't know much about Blade Runner because I haven't seen the movies. Maybe I should, <laughs> but um, I mean objectively, just looking at it, the the animation and the the art style is what makes me not give a shit about this it's a 3d it's like 3d it's almost like i think i described it earlier as like a video game cutscene from like 2005 <laughs> yeah no because, that's spot on like it, like their mouths barely move as they're talking i, I don't know it's it's pretty bad um this to me is the difference between again kind of going back to the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes 
it's a difference between the animation being bad and the animation being not your preference. So, like, the new Marvel What If series, I don't think that animation is bad. It's just not my preference. Like, I, I look at that animation, I'm like, I really don't like that art style, but I can see that a lot of work went into it because it's still kind of that, like, 3D cel-shaded thing. This is not that. This just looks bad. This looks, like, really lazy. Like, they didn't... And maybe it's because I know Blade Runner's kind of niche and they didn't have a lot of money to spend on it, but I don't know why they would even put it... If the other anime that was already made for this was 2D, why would you not go 2D again? Like, why would you change the art style? That makes no sense to me. Are you, talk, are you talking about the short? Yeah, because the short that came on the Blu-ray was 2D animation. So yeah. for them to be like, hey, this takes place in the same world and it's going to be the same kind of you know, creative medium, then why would they choose to make it 3D animation? That would be like if it, you were watching Toy Story and halfway through it, it switched to 2D. Like, it wouldn't make any sense. Right. Well, I, I don't know if that's the greatest argument i mean the movies are live action right and so you have a short that's 2d why can't you have a tv show that's 3d if it was you know if it was done well enough (laughs) yeah i guess that's the biggest thing is that i don't think it looks very good in general regardless of the type of animation style i guess my thing is like you know the films are the films those are shot live action those are but you know and then the cartoons are the cartoons so it seems like you would want to keep that consistent with the other cartoon that's already out. Um, again, going back to the Toy Story thing, if Toy Story 4 had entirely been 2D, would that not have thrown you off from seeing the 3D characters for the other three movies? Yeah, I, th- I think it would. I don't know if Blade, the Blade... I mean, I haven't seen these again, but I, I can assume that the Blade Runner short doesn't set the president for precedent for 2d animation but i could be wrong i haven't seen it yeah yeah i mean it's certainly not as well known so i think they were just banking on the fact that people may not know a lot about blade runner and that might be what this show is trying to do like we know that you haven't seen these movies (laughs) because (laughs) only like three people have like we're gonna make our own thing and it's not really gonna fall in line with that but to me it just seems like it's pleasing no one you're not pleasing fans of people who've never seen it but they're like oh that animation looks bad and you're not pleasing hardcore fans because you're like wow this doesn't look anything like a Blade Runner property so really you're making a show for no one right no I don't think that's entirely uh, true I think uh, it panders pretty well to the blind (laughs) 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 they're gonna love it you think they'll have a, a braille version? Just rubbing this. <laughs> they're just touching it. They're like, God, this sucks. They're, they're, uh, they can still listen to it. They're not, you know, deaf. <laughs> that might be the ideal way of doing it, to be honest. <laughs> uh, speaking of shitty visual effects, let's talk about good visual effects. Let's talk about Lucasfilm. Um, because they made a move that I have only seen happen like two or three times in the industry as a whole uh but basically they hired a youtuber by the name of what was it chris shamook i might be butchering the pronunciation but i think it's yeah no that sounds right i think it's shamook he on his youtube channel basically uh uses deep fake technology which for anyone who doesn't know allows you to put 
a face onto a different face, um, sort of superimpose it onto their using uh, deep fake technology, which is why it's called that. Uh, but they hired him to come work for their studio because he had done a lot of deep fakes on the Disney properties. So there's a video of him fixing uh, the face of Luke Skywalker from the Mandalorian spoilers. Um, Yeah. Like the face that they originally show does not look good. And he makes it look, I think infinitely better. The same thing Um, with Tarkin, right? From uh, one. He did Tarkin and then he did clue from Tron legacy. Um, and that one was really shocking because Clue does not look good. And as much as I love that movie, it does not look good. And I he made it. I wonder if he'll so do um, uh, RDJ from uh, uh, Ultron. Ultron's really youngified RDJ. Oh, Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. When it, when they show the young version of him, he might has. Are you saying he has done that? Or you like? To I was, I'm just I'm curious if he has or if if he hasn't, if he will. I don't know. I had only seen like those three on his channel, but. He did such a good job that I guess he got the attention of LucasArts, and they were like, "Yeah, we're going to hire you to work in our visual effects department, and you're going to help us develop, uh, you know, the next couple TV shows. Like, you know, be a visual effects supervisor, I guess, which is really cool because he does great work." Yeah, yeah, this is this is awesome. I had uh, I actually saw the Tron video without even like before I even heard this news. It's actually I think I saw it on Reddit because it was the only video I had seen on his channel. Um. I still don't think it looks great, but it's like the the clue, uh, deep fake. But it's it looks a lot better, and I'm glad that um, you know, Lucasfilm sees his, uh, you know, his skills and are bringing him on the team. Yeah, yeah, we have to think too. Like for that video, he's working with the ten year old crappy footage that they had. Like the 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 visual effects for that movie were locked off, so how Clue's face looks is how it looks. So he has to go in and use that to replace with the new face and like for what he has what he had available to him i think he did a great fucking job i mean imagine oh, if he yeah. had like the raw footage he could go back in and fuck around with mm-hmm. yeah and i was i was gonna mention as well like uh, he, like i'm not sure what his personal setup was but he probably just had a personal pc but when he goes on to work he might get animating commute computers that are thousands and thousands of dollars and if he gets a bit bigger budget computer he could probably do an even better job now too so um, hopefully that means the next time they the uh, Star Wars or whoever does a uh, um, youngify or a throwback for somebody who's dead, like if they end up bringing back um, Carrie Fisher as Leia at some point, hopefully they'll have him do it and it'll look a little better. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting because I think a lot of people were complaining about that Mandalorian reveal because they were like, oh, the how it looked ruined it. Like no matter how, like oh, it's Luke Skywalker, blah blah blah, but like that was not Luke Skywalker. That was a weird, like, fucked up face of a different man. <laughs> and it was very jar. It took me out of it immediately. I, did, were you guys able to, like, look past that, or was it, like, sort of rippy out of the experience type moment? I was able to look past it. I think I'm I'm pretty good about looking past some of the things like that. Like, I'm more, like, I'm like, oh, okay, that's, like, Luke Skywalker. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, that's, you know. Yeah. I can definitely see why you know it can be jarring though. I think it would have been cooler if they didn't show it. Like they they didn't have to show Luke. I think that the I think they put too much into the reveal when it could have just been R two. It could have just been the gloved hand, and you could have just heard Mark Hamill's voice, and he just he leaves the hood on. You never see his face, and he just leaves. 
that's all I needed. I didn't, like, they played his theme, so you already knew it was him, you know, like, if they just, like, just teased it, but never confirmed it necessarily, I think that would have been better than the crappy footage they showed. But at the same time, I still really liked it, and uh, it was really cool to see him coming back, because that's not something that uh, most of us ever thought we'd ever see again, because Mark Hamill, uh, unfortunately, looks like Mark Hamill now. He is what he did <laughs> when he was... Uh, 20 or 30. <laughs> I don't think Disney is one to do that, though. I think they, the the face reveal was 100% a, a play and a go. You know, they don't do a whole lot of subtlety anymore, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, no, they weren't going to tease that one out or anything. It, I mean, from a story beat, too, I don't love the idea of him being in that show because that show is supposed to be very small scale, um, like little pockets, little stories in the Star Wars universe, and having him show up, I was like, really? Luke Skywalker again, yeah. um, but We're you know, jo- away from the Skywalkers. Yeah, Joey Burt actually made a really interesting point on this show, though, and it really like it, it was something I hadn't thought about when we were doing our old Mandalorian episode. But he was like, at least when they brought back an old character um, into the new Disney era of Star Wars, it didn't ruin that character. He was like, Luke Skywalker is still Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian. Like, that didn't mess with his character. It didn't change anything. It was still very much like the original trilogy and kept the spirit of who he was. And he was like, which is more than I can say for any of the movies that have come out. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really interesting point. And I, I had, like, I totally agree with him. For sure. But yeah, I, I think that's really cool that they did something like this. It reminds me of, um, for I mean I'm not gonna say they're still not struggling, but the people who make the Sonic the Hedgehog games, um, you know they they went on a streak of 3D games that were absolutely terrible, and when during that time a lot of people online were making they were emulating the Sonic games and then creating new levels like adding mods to it, and there was one it was called like Sonic Plus or something like that, and it was made by just one guy, and Sega saw that and they saw how much people loved it. And they hired him, and he ended up making Sonic Mania, which is still like one of the most highly regarded Sonic games of the past five years. So it's really nice to see companies recognize talent online. And they're like, hey, you really like our stuff. You do a good job of it. Come work for us. And I'm like, that's such a great idea. And then if you do that with Nintendo, you're just going to cease and desist. <laughs> yep. That was the next point I was going to bring up. <laughs> I was like, I already get pieces of crap Nintendo. company like them. <laughs> No, Nintendo. Uh, hey, I know you can probably do what we do better, but we're gonna sell it, no matter how good or bad we do. Yeah, no, Nintendo do not like their fans at all. No, I've never seen a company hate its customers more than Nintendo. <laughs> yep. At least vocally hate. Like EA keeps it under wraps, at least, but Nintendo is like, no, fuck you. Yeah, and Activision just hates their employees. Oof. Oh yeah. That was, I was I was <laughs> trying to avoid talking about that. Bada boop. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, it's a very fucked up situation, and you can. Yeah, I don't think we're qualified to discuss that kind of thing here. But yeah, look it up. Activision Blizzard. They're going through a. They're going through the shitter right now. Yeah. And apparently, they're doing a walkout on Friday. Hmm. Yeah, all the employees are going well, to today. Walkouts. Today, when this video goes up. Oh yeah, today. You don't know when we recorded this. <laughs> um, I have a I have a question about the deep fake thing for you guys. Yeah. So, it's kind of a controversy because 
you can make like anybody not just anybody i mean this guy's really good at his job i don't want to you know discredit it but you know deep fake technology you can learn it and you can make deep fakes of anybody and make videos of anybody and put it over like if i recorded something and then i deep faked like a politician on my face i could kind of make a video that looks like this politician saying something that i scripted and so you go to facebook you go to reddit or you go to some other social media um and there's all these deep fakes and you can't discern because that's the thing of a deep fake it's really hard to tell it apart from an actual video do you think that uh some people well i'm not gonna say do you think some people have called for banning of it do you think that's a good idea or not it's kind of it kind of ties into like the campaign of uh like trying to stop a spread of misinformation yeah um i have no idea i really don't like i i don't even really know how to feel about it because on one hand the the practical application of that technology is kind of amazing um what they're able i mean like what this guy was able to do on his youtube channel and how it benefited his life in a pretty major way um but the technology itself is amazing let alone you know how people are using it but the technology is incredible but there is a big problem like you said with uh people spreading misinformation um there is the whole thing with you know everything happening with porn (laughs) that was a very big uh you know, people were taking people's heads and putting them on other people, performing sexual acts, which obviously is not okay. So, I mean, it's really it's really interesting because I don't know if it should be banned, but, like, maybe there's regulations that could be put on it. I don't know. I was going to say, like, um, like, I feel like banning it would only take it away. Like, if you're banning it, you're only taking it away from the people that are using it for the right reasons, right? I, I like think if you're gonna uh, use it for a wrong reason, you're gonna have it whether or not it's banned or not banned, I, right? I think it was more along the lines of certain sites are banning it. So like I don't well, know Reddit if they banned it for a while, didn't it? Or yeah, that's like around when it first came out, right? It was like deep fake is not allowed on our website. Yeah, that's more what I was saying. Like like we'll say sites like Reddit or Facebook, like those are the ones who are, you know, these private companies banning it from their platforms. Not necessarily like a blanket ban. Like you can't use defect technology anywhere in the country or state or whatever. Um, but more so sites banning it, you know, cause like I could deep fake Trump or Biden or whoever and say something way out of line for what they normally say. And how do you tell that it's not them or that it is them, you know? But usually you can still tell. I mean, it's not like it's a perfect technology. They still like the mouth doesn't exactly uh, line up sometimes and things like that. It does, you can get it look pretty close and enough to uh, trick the naked eye. But I think I think it's for people who aren't tuned into that world. Like if yeah. they they wouldn't be able to be like, oh, that's a deep fake video, or oh, that's CGI. Or yeah, like you know. if you go like let's just say you show it to like your grandmother or something like that, who's maybe not technologically savvy, she's like, that looks like it's the person, and you know. Well, that's. <laughs> but if you show it to like a younger person, like yeah, that looks like garbage. Where's not... my grandma from? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would almost say that uh, you know, not a lot of people in you know are like very technically savvy and they might be susceptible to this kind of thing. 
that's happened already. I saw so like when this when Deepfake was sort of first came out. Uh, I think it was maybe 2017. I think when it was big, 2018. But there were tons of videos out where people were confused about if it had actually happened. The election was kind of a big thing too. I know there was a lot of fake videos coming out there. Um, and yeah, I think for the most part though, Chris, like you were saying, I guess Reddit is banned. I know all the I read an article saying all the porn sites had banned it too. So any video using that type of technology was going to get taken off. So I think a lot of the problem areas have already been pruned. Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't mean it's not happening somewhere else. Yeah. I just think it's, <laughs> you said something, I I don't know what triggered it in my head, but you said something a couple minutes ago. It was like, uh, we don't need more conspiracy theories of people being like, Oh, that's a deep fake, or that isn't a deep fake one, and really, it's the opposite. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we're you know we're sort of in an era of I think we're more behind the scenes of stuff like that than we've ever been before. Um, people are really excited to know how something was made, or they want to know the intricacies of every little detail of something. That's why, like, behind the scenes stuff for movies is so big right now. Mm. You know, people are smarter. Uh, about the technology for stuff like that than they've ever been in the past so you know but I don't uh, to answer your question I really don't know I don't I don't know what they should do about this it's kind of uncharted waters yeah it is a new technology I wonder how you tell like if a video has been deep faked or not like if you can like run like a website algorithms tell you mean yeah like, like how does Facebook's deep fake monitoring system tell I think usually they're labeled. So like all the ones that are labeled are like, oh, this is, you know, this person deep faked over, you know, so most of the time there's some kind of tag related to it or they can search the comments of like, this is a deep fake, this is a deep fake and then it'll automatically tag it mm. and delete it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are some videos that are just still out there or there's probably dedicated sites that have all of these clips or whatever on them where it's perfectly fine to do so. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> Apparently, there's an algorithm that can use blinking. Apparently, uh, they can detect blinking is the quickest way. The was it a healthy adult human blinks somewhere between every two and ten seconds, and a single blink takes one tenth to four tenths of a second. Um, but deep fakes aren't quite able to master the perfect timing of blinking. Um, so apparently, blinking is the easiest way to tell if something's deep fake or not. Is what internet says two to ten seconds is a wide margin <laughs> yeah ten seconds without blinking is a long time <laughs> now that we're talking about that i feel like i'm doing it a bunch <laughs> it's like when someone tells you like like you're now breathing manually or whatever yeah, yeah now you're focusing Fuck. on it <laughs> yeah you're focusing on it it's that same kind of thing um yeah i think that was it do we want to go into recommendations what time are we at uh, probably at like forty-five minutes. Oh, okay. We still got some time then. Well, since we have a little bit of extra time, uh, do you guys want to talk about the new Little Mouse X video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. So he released a new song, a new single, um, and video that went along with it called "Industry Baby," and the whole premise is that he. He, he added like a little prelude to video too 
which shows him going to Montero jail because of the sneakers um, that he tried to sell. Which I guess for anyone who doesn't know, he he like came up with these mock Nike sneakers that like had his it was like his blood in it or something, right? Yeah, it's like, like a drop of blood, and they were like satanic or something like that. A lot yeah, of different so was, references to Satan and stuff. And he was threatening to get sued by Nike because they were not official shoes, and now he's like out here joking about it, which I think is like hilarious. For reference, uh, he did get sued. It's not like it's not like they were threatening to sue him. They did sue him. Do they sue I him thought, or the company that made the sneakers? I think they sued the company that made the sneakers. I thought they sued Nas. Or that we can maybe check, but I thought they sued Nas. Because he never <laughs> actually. Remember he was joking about. It. He's like, please watch my like when uh, Montero came out. I'm pretty sure it's like, please uh, watch this and support it. I need this to uh, feed my uh, my <laughs> Nike um, like lawsuit. <laughs> No, I think if he if he had actually gotten sued for that amount, or he was currently in that process, he wouldn't be able to joke about it like this. Like they they would advise him, they'd be like, "You can't fucking do that." Yeah. Um, so I think it's fine now. But it was a funny little nod to that period in his life. Um, I think. Well, we can talk about the video, I guess itself. He's the whole thing is basically him in jail, and he's you know dancing, and he and Jack Harlow helps him escape. And uh, people are very upset by this video, just like the other one. It, he doesn't miss, oh, I'll say that much, in his videos. Yeah. I love them every time. <laughs> always funny. Yeah. Always hilarious. It's always a personal challenge to see if he, how much gear he can get it. And I just love it at this point. Like, he, I like, don't know he where he goes from time. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the next one's je- definitely just going to be a gay porn at that point. <laughs> yeah. Singing over it. There was no dick and butt from what I remember in this video. <laughs> Maybe no, that's the nice. Blurred it all out. But it was blurred. Well, it was blurred, but there wasn't actually any, like, sex going on. There was the, there was a butt, there, but it was the girl. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. there was a butt. There's, like, nudity, and or blurred nudity, but... He put on Twitter, uh, he was like, if this gets um, 300,000 likes or something, I'll release the uncensored version on Pornhub. <laughs> Let me, so I want to see where that tweet's at. Yeah, he he put that up and then and then like he retweeted it and he was because it got the right amount and he was like I need to delete this tweet. <laughs> I I love his Twitter so much. Yeah, his so Twitter is just a great the best thing on Twitter. Yeah, it's <laughs> incredible. Oh, I love him. He uh, his his latest tweet as of recording this, which it won't be his latest tweet when this goes up, but it's like. Uh, People on YouTube will see the shower scene thumbnail of Industry Baby and then act surprised and disgusted when it comes up in their reaction video. <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah, but that that was another thing. I mean, it was just like the Montero video. People were getting upset because he was stripping and doing the stuff there. And here he's full-ass naked in the shower doing a choreographed dance with a bunch of other dudes. Um... I want to say this just from a just from a directing perspective. This video is really well directed. Yeah, it's really like, well shot. The, like, the choreography is well really good. The only part that didn't make sense to me is Jack Harlow in the electric chair. That was the only one part. I was like, why is he being? Why is he in the electric chair? I think it's oh, just yeah. like another thing in. Yeah, it, prison. it was just like a, it was a cool scene, but it like it didn't make sense like in the story. But it, it's not like you watch a music video for the story. I think I was. T- I think it was, was nods that? to different prison movies. I mean, I could be totally like out of my element here but there was a shawshank 
right where they dug behind the poster yeah, and then there was i mean this is probably a stretch but isn't green mile the one and they have like the electrocution yeah they electrocute him in that movie so like what maybe th- but that's like a stretch probably what i thought was gonna happen was that you know jack harlow obviously straight and in the video he was gonna be playing someone who's straight and then Lil Nas electrocutes him, and once he gets electrocuted, he was gonna walk out of there in like a crop top and like short shorts. Like I thought it was gonna like turn him gay. Kind Is of that thing. reverse, like electroshock, homotherapy or whatever yeah, the fuck? It's reverse <laughs> conversion <laughs> therapy. It makes you gay. Oh, that That's would blow. You could kind of say the whole dancing in the yard scene was almost a reference to Austin Powers too. When uh, was it um, Goldmember? I think where. Uh, Dr. Evil dances with the whole prison uh, in the courtyard. Yeah. The That's what it reminded me of when it saw it, which made me extra happy because I love uh, Austin Powers. That's where I thought the it was hard going. Not life for us. We're going to get copyright stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, fantastic video. But yeah, everyone was mad because they were like, oh, it's not appropriate. To blah, 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 blah. And he had really good points on his Twitter. He's like, you know, anytime a video like this comes out with half-naked women, no one says a word. No one cares, but, it, you know, as soon as I do something like this, everyone flips out, and it's... It, he's like, you don't hate the nudity, you hate gay people, and you just won't admit it. Right. Yeah. He uh he retweeted somebody asking for the uncensored version. <laughs> <laughs> and this person says, what if Lil Nas X is pretending and acting all gay in his songs and music videos just for the numbers and charts, uh, like show business? And he, he retweeted it and said, no, I just like dick. Nothing deep to it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Jack Harlow tweet that he retweeted? No. So oh, we're saying Har- he would have been in the shower, right? Oh, yeah, so yeah Jack- I did see that. Jack Harlow was like, "Yeah, if we, if we could reshoot it." He was like, "He was like, uh, you know, I was, I did whatever Lil Nas X said, and like, if he wanted me to be in that shower scene, I would have been in it." And then Lil Nas X retweeted that and wrote back. He was like, "Can we reshoot this?" Yeah, we have to go back. <laughs> that that would have been just, awesome. That's something. Nas I could... seems like he has the most fun, and he also just has really good music. Like, I really enjoy like all of his songs. I think that I've heard. No, he's figured out the formula to make bangers. Like, all of his songs are really, really awesome. He does this thing where he overlays like it's like he harmonizes like his voice a couple times and it's like that's that's what is super catchy. Yeah. I still his love his so productions are really like blown out and loud and it, yeah. it's you know he does the same thing with his voice like it's really good. I just always love too that uh his song Panini isn't about the sandwich but it's about the show chowder and that just makes me like so happy because that was like that show that i don't think a whole lot of people watch chowder but i wa- i love watching after school every day and um i love that show. Like, yeah i'm gonna make a song about the girl the, the girl panini from the show chowder i'm like you're the only person that would ever do that and i love hey, you for it <laughs> but they're all named after foods panini gorgonzola chowder yeah chowder <laughs> he's, he's younger than we are right he's about our age i want to say he's like 24 for some reason, I thought he was only like 21 or 22. Let me look it up. I thought he was really young. But yeah, regardless, I I think this is like one of his best videos to date. I was I was laughing hysterically the entire time. He's 22. 22. Okay. Yeah, so he's a little younger. But he definitely would be in that age range to watch that show when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I uh, Have you guys seen Jack Harlow? Like when he like his... I think his... 
manager producer somebody interviews him and he like kind of acts gay to him have you seen that kind of stuff no honestly i don't know much about jack harlow other than you know like what's popping tyler hero but i I don't know a lot of his other songs yeah. I There's, saw that they just did a uh, genius video, right? Didn't uh, didn't us and yeah, uh, Jack Harlow just do a genius with uh, this song? Their genius is out, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I saw that it and existed. I saw a video of them performing uh, "Industry Baby" at Rolling Loud, which was going on a couple of days ago. Oh, that's cool. Do you think any genius video will ever be better than the Zach Woods one? No, oh, Zach Fox, but no. Zach, Zach Fox, Fox, Zach yeah. Fox. Z- sorry, Zach Woods is the guy from the fucking Office. Zach Fox. <laughs> That one's really good. There's a couple, couple funny ones, uh, but that. Oh my god, that one. <laughs> that one's so funny. I'm gonna play a little clip right here for you guys, so you can listen to it. <laughs> Haha! Wasn't that clip funny? <laughs> I hope there's no clip there. Just, just a straight. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't leave. I should put <laughs> nothing don't in put there. The clip. Haha! So funny. <laughs> oh. Did uh. Do you guys want to talk about the speaking of Rolling Loud? Do you guys want to talk about the the baby controversy or now? We Just, can. Um, cause actually, a- I saw that you posted about it. Look into it. What was it? Uh, so he was at Rolling Loud, and he two things. Uh, one, he had Megan the Stallion uh, right before him, and then he brought out uh, Tory Lanes in like a costume and he was like you'll never guess who's under here and then like funny thing is Tory Lanez shot Megan the Stallion is currently yeah. like indicted or whatever under that uh that for that shit <laughs> it's oh. still going on <laughs> so like a lot of people were like the baby brought out that to follow up Megan the Stallion like that's just like sociopathic like nonsense yeah. and then he also uh had this weird like interjection uh in between songs uh that he was basically like none of my fans in this crowd have hiv or aids or anything like that and was like none of my fans suck dick in the parking lot or something it was like really weird really homophobic just kind of weird <laughs> you see his follow-up though because okay, you sent me that yeah he doubled down in his follow-up and was like again he, he said all that stuff again and was like oh, i'm just getting a crowd hype y'all wouldn't know y'all aren't in this and i was like i don't I don't know if that's how you can get a crowd of pretty hype by like going out there and dancing and being hype. He kind of just walked and said it, and I was like, "That's." You know how know. DMX would hype a crowd? He'd go, "Oh, oh, that's all you needed." You know, that's the same. The baby could do the same thing. Nick. He's yeah. he's he's like a big dude. He could go out there. He could like dance or flex or whatever. Like be big, be loud. You know, and yeah. So his his whole thing in that secondary video was bizarre because he was like he's like oh none of my you know i can i don't i don't hate my gay fans but none of my gay fans do that you know like crazy shit about you know like they're not nasty where they get on aids or have you know suck each other off in the parking lot like it was the most bizarre shit like it it made no sense it was clearly extremely ignorant what he was saying but i love the fact that he just doubled down on his stupid comments like he was like, I'm, no, this is ex-, like, people were like, oh, maybe it was taken out of context, and he was like, nope, I meant what I said. <laughs> yeah, the the doubling down is what when you double down on that, it makes it exponentially worse. Because like, okay, you're on the concert, maybe I don't know, you're under the influence a little bit. If you have to do that to get on stage, you're trying to hype the crowd up. Maybe you have a lapse of judgment. That doubling down 
makes it way way worse because you are like intentionally being that ignorant which is just crazy to me and it wasn't like his second response was in the middle of a nightclub where he's screaming and yelling again things to be taken out of context it was like 9 a.m in his hotel room and he's like i don't like the gay people at my shows (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was it was he is clearly sober it's 9 a.m he's laying in a hotel bed and he's like this is what i think and it's like wow dude and Nas is performing at the same concert. Uh, I I just saw Jack Harlow. I didn't know if Lil Nas X was there or not. But. Not to mention all the shit that he gets up to with ladies. This goes back to Lil Nas X's comment where it's like, it's not that you're upset with the acts, it's that you don't like gay people. And you're too afraid to admit it. And that's exactly what's happening here. It's literally the same thing. Right. Yeah. Which that's disappointing. I like the baby. I don't love the baby. Like, but his music is fun, and that's disappointing that he feels that way. I, I, I do want to throw this out while we're talking about it. But people have been surfacing a lot of like this was before the baby got really big. Uh, he he basically had a failing rap career, and so to like kind of get some attention or whatever, he would literally go out and wear a diaper and be like a baby. To like, because he was like, my rap career is going nowhere. Fuck it, I'm gonna do this. And so a lot of people have pictures like from like a couple of years ago of him just like walking around in a diaper and all this shit. Is that why he got? Is that where he got his name? No, it, actually, I don't know where he got his name from. But I think uh, it was explained, at least what I saw, that he did those like I don't know what the word I forget the word is, but publicity stunts he did those things because of his name being DaBaby and that's why I don't know why his name is DaBaby but he acted like that supposedly because of his name and his rap career not taking off see I wonder if he was called something else he did that stunt that stunt blew up and everyone was like oh look he looks like a baby and then he was like oh DaBaby that's not a bad and then he like built this new he built his career off that newfound success from his virality I guess hmm Either way, shitty comments. <laughs> Shouldn't have said them. I don't know what he was thinking, especially uh, in with today's climate on the uh, you know people's attitude towards the homosexual community. I don't know why you would feel the need to make comments like that, but whatever, dude. Apparently, he was formerly known as Baby Jesus before he became the Baby. <laughs> that was his, his previous rap name. I saw was that on, on the wiki. Was it Jesus with a Z? No, it was just no. baby Jesus straight up. Oh, okay. The baby, or no, he's got baby talk five in two, 2018. I guess that was like a mixtape, maybe. Sheesh. Uh, so he's been doing this since 2014. He said it says he started taking it seriously in 2014. He didn't blow up to up on. He didn't blow up until baby on baby in 2019. So he was for five years. I can see why. He probably got a little discouraged. Yeah. Sheesh. For anyone, let, let me offer this, uh, not Olive Branch to him, but Olive Branch, Olive Branch towards the uh, homosexual community. It doesn't matter what he says. It's shitty, but he has no power over your life or affecting decisions that would affect your lifestyle. So, you know, shrug it off. It's fine. He, he does not matter in the scheme of your equality. It's, you know, whatever he says has no bearing on your life, I promise. So, you know, 
Shake it off. It's all good. There's there's better role models for sure. <laughs> yes. There are better homosexual heroes out there for you to, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and get into recommendations. Uh, Chris, do you want to go first? Yeah. So mine is the movie hasn't come out yet, but it's called Lamb. And I'm not sure if you guys watched the trailer. I put it in the in our Discord earlier. I'm not going to say anything about it. I just want to recommend that you go watch it. I'm sold on the movie. It's a. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it there. It's just okay. the word lamb, and go watch the trailer. I saw that you put it in there, but I hadn't watched it yet, so I'm going to go do that. And then I was playing Pokemon Unite when you posted it. <laughs> go watch it. Maybe we can do that. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it next week or something. Like I'll be like after I watch it, we can like do a brief discussion or something. It comes out this year in October, so maybe when it comes out, we'll talk about it then or next week. It's up to you guys. I'm gonna go see the Green Knight this week. I'm really excited about that. I don't know much about it. It just looks really cool. I've, the only thing I've seen is the posters for it, and it does look cool, and it seems pretty hype. So I might join you. Yeah, we, I, if if we both go see that, I'd love to talk about it. Yeah, um, Joey, you have your recommendation. Yeah, uh, I was gonna go with a um, <laughs> fairly silly one, but uh, uh, the cheese ramen that I tried recently. Try that because it's delicious. Uh, I went to H Mart and I found some because uh, I wanted to get some more traditional ramen, and I saw cheese ramen and it's like some spicy cheese ramen, and it is delicious. Try it. Up your ramen game. <laughs> Do you remember the brand? We can put a picture on screen. Yeah, I'll throw I'll it up there. Wapow! There you go. Now you can see it. Um, but yeah, it's delicious. It's the the spice and just uh, the cheese cuts it. And it makes this really good flavor. Uh, it's got the broth in there too, and you mix in the veggies too. Uh, it gives it really good flavor, and I really enjoy it. It's been a long time since I've had that ramen, but it, I like the exact brand that you had. But it is really good from what I remember. Ramen. <laughs> um, I guess mine would be really the only thing I think of right now is uh, uh, Mario and Rabbits. It's it's pretty it's not perfect, but it is really fun, and it actually has a funny story which I wasn't expecting. Um, usually Mario games or Ra- you know Rayman games, it's like oh you just it just puts you into it. It's like oh princess is captured, something's happened go have fun but this actually has kind of an interesting story about like this weird vr machine that could combine things um and it's got some good humor in there so i was i was kind of surprised with that but gameplay is pretty fun um i like all the puzzles and uh i'm really looking forward to playing that and then hopefully playing the new one when that comes out too so yeah i think that's probably gonna wrap it up for this week um thank you guys so much for watching i know this episode was maybe a little bit scattered (laughs) in terms of the (laughs) topics but we just had a lot we wanted to talk about today um chris thank you for co-hosting with me like usual joey thank you for being on again for the umpteenth time we really appreciate it as well of course and uh yeah do we have any announcements maybe we want to make beforehand or Anything coming out? I know we'll we'll have the highlights for last week's episode coming out probably before this airs, and then uh, this this episode's highlights coming out the next week. But you know we got some other stuff cooking. But other than that, that's pretty much it for right now. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> and on that note, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, see you everybody. next week. Bye. Bye.